You are listening to another Screenfish one-on-one, this time live at TIFF 22 with director Marie Clements and actors Grace Dove and Alyssa Waponatak. Directed by Clement, Bones of Crows is a chilling and honest story of Aline Spears, an indigenous woman who suffers through extortion by church and local authorities as she's sent to residential schools. As her life unfolds, Aline processes her trauma while experiencing the segregation of a culture that refuses to acknowledge the value of the Cree population. In this one-on-one, we speak to Clement, Dove, and Wapanatak about the power of truth, playing with time, and what's missing from an apology. Welcome to the conversation. Welcome to Screenfish. I'm thrilled to continue to be at the Toronto International Film Festival. I'm so thrilled today to be here with the cast and uh, director of Bones of Crows, uh, Marie Clement, Grace Dove, and Alyssa Wapanatak. I am so thankful for the time to speak with all three of you. Thank you so much. I'm going to level with you off the bat. This movie broke me, and in good ways. And it is easily one of the best things I've seen at the festival. It is incredible. And I'm, uh, it's just an w- incredible story, uh, especially since we know that it's, it's true. Marie, how did, how did the film come to be? Uh, we, we have been talking. I've uh, uh, been talking with one of the producers and, and uh, the idea that there had never been uh, a miniseries or a story of any kind that looked at, you know, that that roots, you know, the roots of Canada. And so really it kind of germinated from there and uh, we were able to go to CBC and and get development money uh, and really pitched it as a four-part miniseries that became a five-part miniseries that became a feature and a five-part miniseries. But really it was looking... six seasons TV show. (laughs) (laughs) We wish, but yeah. (laughs) But we're, yeah, really looking at diving into uh, a multi-generational story that, that um, people could understand the kind of, um, the depth of that over decades and understand what that, what that experience has, not just on one character, but on, on her whole family and her future family. And so it kind of just went from there. Uh, now, you said about a miniseries, are you? Expanding on this as well, or is it? It's already in the works. Yeah, it's. Wow. Uh, yeah, we shot it as a, a five-part miniseries. So okay, and so it is. It's Bones of Crows. Over five. Wow, that's yeah. incredible. That's so fantastic. we can break you again. Yeah. So <laughs> many times. Oh man, many, many, times. many times. Yeah, it's. Uh, my goodness, it's absolutely it's wonderful. Um, I, I I want to know. From you all, the power of truth, and because this is a story that I don't think it's based on an actual person. I don't. Is Aline is Aline is an amalgamation, or is she is she a real person? I I know that the stories are true, but I just that I wasn't clear on. Yeah, no, it's it's a it's a fusion of uh, my mother's experience and Andy's and uncle's experience, and largely I think. Also, kind of leaning on um, all the performers and every, all the creatives, like their families' experience also. So I think it did encompass that. I think that I hope it did, anyways. Yeah. Well, 
Well, that's a, that's a fascinating thing. It it has the feel of a documentary without actually being one, which is what I thought was so interesting. But the the power of telling the story uh, and the power of truth. I'm just wondering for you all, what is that? What does the power of truth mean to you as as this film has sort of been released? It's sharing our collective experience as Indigenous peoples. And the fact that, you know, we are going on over, what, 150 years of so-called Canada, and yet people don't know the tens of thousands of years that we have existed and we have been here and we, we have been preserving and protecting our land, our culture, our people. And now for it to be 2022, and this is the first chance for so many of us that are in the industry to finally be sharing the truth. And I heard at the screening last night that was so powerful. I think Michelle Thrush was, was mentioning, you know, as an as a actress and as someone I look up to so much, she's been doing this for 30 years and has been fighting stereotypes and has been showing up on the screen, but it's always from such a white lens. And this is the first time that we are finally on screens, telling our stories by ourselves, and that we are being led by indigenous women, indigenous directors, storytellers, using authentically indigenous people. So this was a long time in the making, but now we're finally sharing our stories that have been around for so long, and we have a lot to share. So I, I think that everyone needs to get ready because they're all coming out. Yeah, well, and, and that was one of the things about this film is, you know, this isn't just the journey of one person. This is, I mean, it begins years ago. Like, there's, there's, this is, a, and, and yet the film plays with, with time throughout. And, and Maria, I was just wondering for why you chose to structure the film, not, not particularly linear, linearly, um, but rather, you know, you'd be in the 1950s and the 1930s, 1970s, and move around in that way. Yeah, I really wanted to to land in the world where, um, well, we're experiencing what the character is experiencing, and I think uh, a lot of times in trauma or when things are triggered, we don't. None of us live, uh, you know, narratively straight every day. You know, we're we're doing, you know, we're doing this interview, we're talking, but we're also planning, the, you know, what we have to do tomorrow, and we're also thinking about our parents or we're thinking about the past. So in some ways, it's just a, a really natural way of, of telling a story um, because I think that's what the characters, you know, experience is that these memories um, or blood memories come to them in a way that is not like, oh, you know, a, a grocery list. It's actually, you know, you're having a great day, you're doing all the, the right things, and then something triggers that and you go back. And, and, and in that way, the audience too gets to experience it. We're having, we see this beautiful woman, you know, getting married, and we're going, oh, she's going, you know, she's, everything's, the future is there for her, but then this other part of it is, is dragging her back so that she, she can deal with it or live through it. But um, I think integrally that was it, really looking at what blood memory is and how that works in the human, I think everyone's human part, you know, how we experience life. Survive. Absolutely. Um, you you mentioned something there about this woman and the life her life's ahead of her. 
one of the things that, that comes up within the film is the idea of having dreams for yourself. Um, it might be it might be you that your character that says that I'm not entirely I'm not entirely sure. But I was just saying with all the things that are taking place around us, do you think that we're getting to a place where this generation of the indigenous population can, can dream for themselves? Yeah, they can dream for themselves. They, uh, I think there's so much that uh, that we're capable of. Anybody, anybody is capable of going after their dreams, you know. But sometimes you just have some stuff that holds you back, or that is is in front of you, and it's hard to move through it, and hard to it or how to deal with life in general is interesting, but then having a dream or something feels really good and trying to go and, and get those dreams and you know also make a living, that's a whole other thing to look at, but definitely anybody, anybody can make their dreams. I just wish it was more, more easier. Yeah, well, and, and to add to that, I think that too many times I've heard from Indigenous youth, they didn't know that we are able and uh, allowed to be an actor, to be a filmmaker, to be in the arts industry, the creative industry. Because of all the adversities that we go through living on reserves and everything that the government has done to us, it hurts how much youth are feeling still so limited, and that is why it's not just a film. It's not just a TV series. This is going to go into the homes of so many indigenous communities across Turtle Island, and they will see us and our faces and our brown skin, and I hope realize that they can do that too. Because I hear too many times youth limiting themselves before they're even out of school. Right. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, well, just as we wrap up, um, I mean, the film, uh, the whole film, start to finish, is powerful. But um, as the film is coming to an end, we see, we see the the, the the pope, or you know, the cardinal starting to speak, and I'm just. I, I was wondering, from your perspectives, what does it take to heal, and do apologies even help? That's a good question. <laughs> I think it depends individually for each person. For me, sorry doesn't cut it at all. And until we see true change, not only from the government and the higher-ups, but from day-to-day -day experiences, if we can go to a grocery store and not get followed around because we're brown, mm -hmm. that's the day that I will feel safe. But for now, our women are going missing and no one's looking into it. And so, no, it's not enough. And I think that we need to do a lot more educating from, from a very young age. And we need the next generation of children to know the, the true history of, of so-called Canada. Yeah, I mean, I thought about it a lot because of the um, apology lately, and I was, I felt relief for those that it meant something to, that they could have that, you know, because they've been waiting for it a long time. 
Um, but for the rest of it, you know, I, I think for a lot of people, no, it's not enough. Mm -hmm. And uh, because we're still trying to get to the truth. Mm -hmm. And I think, um, you know, that's, you, you have to get, yeah, it has to be said before it can be fixed or healed. And uh, if it's taken, what, 40 years, 50 years for the court to have an apology, wow, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, I think, yeah. I know. I, I saw the Pope go into my, close to my homelands in Edmonton, and um, I, I was kind of indifferent. I was like, okay, um, an apology. I don't know, it feels like words. Like you could, you could say a lot, you know. But until I see change, until I see action being taken, that's when I feel like okay, the apology was meant. No. So we'll see. I am so grateful for the chance to chat with you. The film's incredible. I really, truly wish you the best, and not just with the film, but. Just wish you the best. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.